Yo, you got another week of Deuces Wild. Got your boy Al, star of the show. Yo, Deuce, what's up? We got a special guest, the connoisseur <laughs> of the green stuff, Snoop Dogg of Chi-Town. Yeah, Mr. something like that. <laughs> Mr. How High himself. Yeah, but currently. <laughs> <laughs> That's the current status. Um, well, my name is Drake, and I'm just joining the show for the day. Good to be all good to be with the guys. Let's see what we can get into. Oh, yeah. And, uh, this is the owner, and uh, I think, what, are you the CEO of uh, Fat Clouds? Uh, yeah, sure. And for those who don't know, what, what is Fat Clouds? Fat Clouds is a cannabis company. We do concentrates, flour, and CBD. Is there any place I can, if I wanted to buy flat, Fat Clouds, where can I get your products? You can get some of the apparel from fatclouds.com. All right, all right. But shipping and all that stuff is coming soon. All right. Is there a, last question, is there a IG handle or anything that they can connect with you with to learn more about the brand? Um, You can follow our brand at Midwest Wellness underscore on uh, Instagram. That's that's kind of the whole thing. We're starting to branch out into social media and taking the baby steps and letting stuff grow. That's what's up. (laughs) From from flower to everything else. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Yes, yes, yes. We definitely support THC around these parts. <laughs> definitely. Yes, not that Delta. Whatever crap. <laughs> that that diet weed. We miss no, me that diet weed. Please. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna do nothing synthetic. So, all right. So, how you fellas been this week, man? Man, I can't complain. Good, man. Well, you know why I can't complain? Because it's fucking hot. You know how oh, I am about being hot. Linen, just invest in linen outfits, bro. There was no transition. It went from winter, yeah, man, I can't. Or maybe a couple of hours of spring, and then straight summer. It was hot as hell. Sweat, sweating my balls off. I gotta get ball deodorant. <laughs> they got those now. Got man wipes. Yeah, huh? yeah. I, I'm definitely a connoisseur of that. The I crop sweat all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be out here with soggy nuts. That's, just, that's <laughs> the worst. I like to smell good, unlike some people. But, you know, teach your song. Wow, so you took a shot at somebody. Yeah. Not nobody in the room. Not oh. nobody in the room. No, somebody in the world. Say, you know, it's, just, it's some people. It's some people who like to be <laughs> yeah, soggy, like, who live their life. Like, they like soggy socks. They like to the, the smell soggy. Like, so, I guess. Soggy socks is the worst. The worst. Oh, God. It is. But I had a question for y'all. So then, how do I put this? So on that topic, have you, do you hear that same requirement for your ladies? Being like, because you know, some some of us have dated earthy chicks and they're not always, you know, wanting to just do the multiple showers or do certain products. They can like, hey, my smell is my smell. Have you, have you experienced that? How did you have that conversation? Um, my rule is, (laughs) If we if we smell like outside, <laughs> like like we went out playing, like in the sun, it might be time to take a shower. Like it's it's not. I mean, I, I'm not like people are with to have their thing, but I don't know. I still go with that grandma rule. If you if you smell like outside, you smell like outside. It's time to take a shower. Bro. I like them high maintenance, so they usually come that way. I don't have to look for nothing extra. No, when the they start talk, talking about like I don't like different deodorants, I respect that because that's that's different type of health issues. And I can respect that. 
So they wear no deodorant? Do you like the crystal joints? No, I mean, do what you don't, as long as I don't smell you. Like, if it works, <laughs> then I don't smell That's you. That's all that matters. <laughs> you, you, got some pe- you got some people that don't wear deodorant at all, but they don't have really bad BO. So, mm. I mean, you just, however you get it done, just and get it done. Know. Yeah, what I'm, what I'm learning now is a mixture of what you put in your body. Mm. So yep. what you put in your body is going to expel through your glands. So you're saying the Taco Bell diet is not good for me if I want to feel good? No. <sighs> okay. Not that flaming hot The Taco diet. Bell diet ain't good if you want to live good, if you want to live long. Taco Bell is a delicacy. Is it? It is. In what country? It, yeah. <laughs> <In> this country. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, this, I won't take the slander. Taco Bell is terrible. It knows what it you is. You know what slander I'm tired of? You know what slander? I'm tired of Arby's slander. I think that Arby's has oh, its place. I've never ate at what Arby's. What's with black people like repping Arby's? Are y'all all like a spokesman for Arby's? Arby's it's it's only been one Arby's I've known of in life, and I've refused to go to it. It's not terrible. But it's not. If great. you've been high enough, you you you've slammed a couple of beef and cheddars. Never. And realize... not, it's only one. Well, it's only one by four cities. I'm not. That's oh. the only one like in America to me that I've ever, <laughs> ever seen. There's Arby's out this way. Exactly. Like I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're respectable. I know, I must. I can't. I guess you got to go somewhere white. I don't know. They were but trended on Twitter. I, I feel like it, it's slam if you're in a certain situation. Uh, it's just never. It always look, it looked too good on the commercials to be true. I mean, so the girly like, fries are fire. <laughs> the market, like the sandwiches they make are actually pretty dope. I never had the beef and cheddar, though. But I, I just feel hey, like... The, the, beef, the beef and cheddar is old school. It's classic. It's um what they grew their name off of back in the day. Mm. Hmm. Well, on that note, I, don't make it seem like I just educated yeah. y'all niggas on RP. Because yeah, <laughs> you I did, mean, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Who goes you, to the you and Twitter, to the Black speech? Twitter are like, wait a minute, this is a debate. Arby's is an institution. I'm like, since yeah, when? I've been seeing a lot on Black Twitter uh, lately. Like people have been going in on Arby's, but low key, it does kind of. Does it have anything to do with that uh, Pusha T uh, commercial? <laughs> that might have spot- sparked That's it. it. That shit was actually funny to me. It really, that, it really was, but I don't, I don't, I, I extremely disagree with the Flaya Fish slander. Like Flaya Fish is is institution staple. Yeah, it's pretty much oh, yeah. a staple. Flaya Fish is definitely like, it's, it's, it's up there. It's outside show. of breakfast from McDonald's, that's the only thing I can pretty much trust because it's like true like whiting fish. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Other than everything else, you like hmm. <laughs> Like this <laughs> might be sausage, but I don't know <laughs> if I will chance it because it's on a biscuit. Well, <laughs> you put it on that McGriddle. You put it on that McGriddle. See, I'll eat anything. No, you're doing too much for mm. me now. Nope. That's how you lose a foot. That's how you yeah. lose a foot. That's just sugar, bro. Yeah, this is purely sugar. Bruh. I don't want nothing this. That shit is and then, I don't care how you much know how sugar I feel about it? like jelly donuts and shit. I don't like shit like <laughs> other than my ladies. I don't like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just juicing in my mouth. Uh, like, I'm good. Why well, I gotta everything? You game, like dry man. shit? You uh, like eating sandpaper? No, I'm I don't like, want to eat sandpaper. You, you you wash it down with the bath, man. <laughs> Wait, let me so, yeah. let me get this straight. Nah, I, the, the food I eat gotta have a little bit of juice to it. A little bit yeah, of I ain't saying like, not no juice and flavor. I'm just, I like my meat like that, but not necessarily. I want my biscuit whoa. to be in my mouth. Whoa. Exactly. Whoa. Right. Big whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this straight. Why you got to look at it that way? Ain't nothing nut in your mouth. I ain't saying I'm looking that's at not it. How, that's, it's just I don't that's like it. That's not what's happening. It's, it's, not what's happen- it's not what's happening. I just don't like it. It's a, 
Like, Let me tell you something. I like to get I like to get a, a a chicken sandwich and you put the fried egg on it. I'm talking about the fried egg with the yolk still inside the egg. And when I bite into it, I want it to squirt in my mouth. That's uh-huh. what I'm looking for. 2022, everybody. Exactly. Pat, I, Pat, 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 it's got, I want it to squirt in my mouth. It's got not, it's got nothing to do with none of that <laughs> no gay shit. Hey, man, just, listen, like, live your life. Live your life. Live your truth. I'm just saying I don't enjoy it's all, it. It's all about textures. You know, you want oh, different textures. Types of textures. Okay. Yeah, ex- right. exactly. Yeah. Ex- that's Text- all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't like the texture in okay. my mouth. <laughs> it's a little it's too runny. I wanted to spread in my mouth. All right. They heard it there, folks. Twitter handle. Okay. So speaking of health <laughs> stuff, we're gonna go ahead and get into the uh death of Kevin Samuels. So before I get into it, uh what are your initial thoughts, anybody? Um, rest in peace first. I mean I mean don't I'm not about to disrespect the dead, regardless of how people feel about him while he was living. Hmm. It's like somebody agreed with it, and a lot seem like more people. I, I'm not. I'm not of the of the Kevin, uh, Kevin Samuel's thought. I'm. I'm not to saying. I'm not saying he was wrong on certain things, but I'm not about to say it was karma or anything like that. It's really. It's, I mean. Uh, I mean, somebody lost their son, so that's unfortunate always. Yeah, Kevin Samuel's is a dude with a perspective, and you agree with it or disagree with it, whatever the fuck. Did y'all see that nigga on Atlanta? No, I didn't. Hmm? The latest episode of Atlanta, he he was he was on an episode, and I just thought it was weird timing how huh. man just passed, and he popped up on Atlanta on the only acting credit you'll ever see him in. I just thought that was odd, but I really feel like it's a lot of poisonous shit out there. Um, on both sides. One way or the other. Yeah, I'm saying. But it's because people think they... Other people are responsible for their feelings, and it's the same thing we talk about every, every time we record, Al. People think that other people are responsible for their feelings when they have an opinion. They are not. If you feel some type of way, turn it off. That's all That's you got to do. Mm. That's all you. So, okay. Because I know, uh, I agree both of you. I think I, the way I have to like, watch more of his content to get a better sense of who he was after the headlines, it really boiled down to, if you're a five, it's okay to date a five. Like that's that's essentially what it was. It's kind of knowing like it's okay to play in the space in which you were in. That that's, and that's the perspective I appreciated. That was some real shit. Like stop. A lot of people, man, feel like they are worth more than someone else, and you'd be like, "Why you feel like that? Like mm. what pedestal you got yourself on that you feel like I deserve better? Really? Because you're in this space. Do you really? Because if you deserved better, you'd be doing better." True. That man puts his hands on you probably because you allow him to put his hands on you. Oh, wow. I took a dark turn. And probably because you put your hands on him. We have to talk about that. A lot of these toxic relationships have two toxic people in them, not just one. But we always want to talk about it from one point of view. Oh, don't hit a woman. But it's really, if you're in a toxic relationship, y'all both need to check yourselves and realize that. Everybody keeps their hands to themselves. Pretty much. Um, well, I thought it was interesting uh, like he both said, whether you agree with him, don't agree with him. Uh, people were like celebrating his death. To your point, Drake talking about like karma, and I was like, well, there's a lot of evil people still like walking Ooh, around I'm and breathing. Around. Like Dick Cheney's still alive, man. But that, I was like, so Kevin <laughs> Samuels is public enemy number one. I but was people really don't even look at the the dirt of Dick Cheney and how it still affects us to I was like, today. It was like a lot of. Evil motherfuckers still walking around. So why is this guy whose worst offenses he hurt some people's feelings online 
Like, he was the devil. I was just surprised by that. I was really surprised. And the fact that black women was caping to the fact that it was like karma. I was like, wow, that's that's that's. Strong. I wasn't surprised at all. I wasn't surprised at all. I knew they were going to dance on that nigga. As soon as I heard that he might have died, like, the, as soon as like, that I was, shit dropped, I was like, I thought, oh, like, shit. Twitter was going to get on. Oh, like, shit. Yeah. But when it I, was when Twitter, I, it's yeah. TikTok, it's everybody. It's media outlets. I mean, yeah. I think Vivica Fox uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. The had karma a viral segment. clip. She was talking about karma and she, alluding to, like, oh, well, you know, like, we don't know the race of the woman he was with and kind of you know, applying all these things, calling him a shock jock. And to an extent, yeah. you could argue he used... Uh, shock value to initially draw people in to kind of get his message. But I don't know. I was like, well, if we're celebrating, if we're saying karma is going to come around, then I would say people should probably take a look at themselves and like, what have you done that's going to come back to you? Exactly. I do feel like it's a shame uh, that that brother needed to go fund me for his funeral now. No, but that's, that's not I have to say. They said that's not true. Uh-huh. That's not true. That's not true? No. Oh, Okay. And it, it, didn't make, it didn't make sense just off of YouTube numbers alone. He ain't, yeah. he ain't broke. Well, even if right, he, there's no way. But I guess it's one of those things where I think it kind of comes back to, at least for me, there really was anyone I saw refuting like his actual sort of controversial points of view of why he was like wrong for having that train of thought or saying that certain men had this like way of thinking. It was always like, well, let's discredit him by... You know, digging into his past, calling him gay, saying different things to where it's like, I'm only going to have to address your items. I'm just going to, like, discredit you from the rip. I've heard brothers say that uh, what you're doing is giving a platform for these men to hate women. Like, I understand. Are these dudes trying to get pussy? Are these dudes just trying to get chicks? He was actually trying to, he actually broke it down. Like, there's a lot of pathetic ass men out here that really feel like women are less than or shouldn't be as loud as they are or wear weaves, they want to control what women put in their hair. And it's like, bro, like all that shit is extra, bro. Like mm. you are, you make us look bad by, by poking your head out and saying, yeah, Kevin Samuels, yeah, and these bitches be doing this too. Like, nah, fam, you need to chill out on that. But he's one. We're, we're over here having a conversation, addressing mm. Shorty on something real, on, something, on a real level, on her level, and you coming out from somewhere else trying to make it seem like all women be on bullshit. No, bro. But all does Don't that, do that. But do those men represent all men? Because I would say that same argument where if they're women who have toxic toxic behavior or toxic sort of statements, are they there representing all women? Or just like, oh no, no she's nobody out of represents pocket. all people. But like it's a it's a it's a certain demographic of people who think a certain way. To Al's point, I think when we have those type of conversation. We do present it like all women do this, mm. all men do yeah. this. When you're, when you're actually talking about a specific person or persons, right. which is still a small, select few of yeah. opposed to the whole sex. Like, yeah. that's, that, we, we generalize. It's addressing a certain demographic. And if you don't fit the demographic or you don't feel like you, he's addressing you, then he's not talking to you. Why are you feel some type of way? But you feel some type of way because you feel like he's talking to you. Mm. Let's just be honest. He talking about so, me. Is he? Because a lot of shit uh, women throw out about men being this, men being that. I hear the, the, the description. I'll be like, that ain't me. <laughs> you ain't talking about me. Like, yeah, he, he living yeah, on Yeah, nigga, get your shit together, nigga. Shit. Yeah, go get your <laughs> shit together. Like, that ain't me, bro. Like, I work. I take care of myself. And every responsibility I have, I take care of it. So you can't, you're not talking about me if you're talking bad about black men. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, and Joe Rogan, of all people, said this. You know, Joe's got his own things. People still kind of ain't feeling about him. Uh, I mean, Joe, eh, I, I don't know how I feel about Joe Rogan. He got his own opinions. Yeah. 
Um, yep, same way with Kevin Samuels. He said, I'll, I'll leave it this with <clears throat> Kevin Samuels' topic. He says, whenever I hear something that causes me to have a knee-jerk reaction, I stop myself and ask why that is to figure out, like, why exactly is this triggering me? So I would say the same thing to people who, well, the content's over now, but was triggered by Kevin Samuels. Like, why is what he said? Why did it trigger you so much? Is he talking, is he, is he talking to you? Because if you're like, if you're living life you want to live, you got the partner you want to, you know, you want, then you, to your point, Tristan, why would, why would you care? That's all I'll say about it. Why does this have agency over you? Like, right. Why does this have, like, like so. think about that. That's more of a uh, you problem. But I brought up the, the health angle because, you know, people are, let, you know, saying he struck Red Bulls and they're not quite sure if maybe he was, you know, what led to his heart condition. We don't know. No one knows. I mean, yeah. Red Bulls and Viagra, boy. <laughs> Hey man, you gotta knock it out the park. <laughs> got, got to. You gotta bring out a game. Yeah, always. But uh, speaking of people being triggered, I-, I wanted to hop into the Dave Chappelle topic, which we've all seen. Uh, Dave Chappelle was doing a uh, concert, or uh, not a concert, sorry, a comedy set at I think of the Hollywood Bowl, and a young guy got on stage and tackled Dave Chappelle, and subsequently got the shit beat out of him. He looked like uh, a cartoon character after it was all said and done. Uh, I just know your arm ain't supposed to go that way. Nah, he looked like Mojo Jojo from uh, Powerpuff <laughs> Girls. So, so they definitely got any <laughs> Lego pieces and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I, was it worth it? Was it was was that fifteen seconds of fame worth that beat down? Uh, no, I, no, I don't understand what the purpose was. <laughs> I, I don't even think that was. I never saw him. Like I barely saw him, and I, I don't think his face represents what his face looks like in normal situations. So I still don't know who this brother is. His arm ain't supposed to go that way. I don't know what his arms look. I don't know what he looks like. Um, <laughs> so you didn't get shit out of it. So no, it wasn't worth it. You got your ass beat for no reason. No, he got his ass beat for a reason. You walked your ass up the and got your ass well, beat. Well, I mean, for no good reason. <laughs> you didn't get anything out of it. Nah. He gonna. I, I thought he, he. I think he thought he was gonna get some notoriety because he's supposedly be, be an up and coming rapper not, or something. You, but, you're not uh, Will Smith, bro. No, nah. you're not Will Smith. You got no. them hands. No, nah, that's, that's you what you got. Like what was that? He has celebrities jumping in. Yeah, celebrities throwing a couple kicks and punches in too. I'm like, dang, bro, you got like an old school beatdown. Like everybody. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess it was uh, some people. The reports said his rationale was, "I'm trying to raise awareness." For my grandmother, who's affected by gentrification, I don't understand how those two correlate. Does uh, that have to do with something that with Dave Chappelle in Ohio and then gentrification thing? Nah, I, I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I didn't the story to go that deep. Because what man in LA? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then that was definitely not Dave Chappelle's meth. fault. That motherfucker was high off meth or something. He was high. That's some high <laughs> shit. Uh, is that, that's I don't how know. I explain that type of behavior. You don't do shit like that unless you want something. But the, I, I think something. the other thing is we have to look at people tr- just trying to get. The, I know you're saying going high, but just going viral is that same high. Like, yeah, just trying yeah. to get get notoriety is that same high, mm. which is a didn't shame. Try clo- didn't try to cloak it in a cause like you trying to be noble, nigga. You are a narcissist. Yeah. No, <laughs> fuck out of he here. He has a mental illness. No, <laughs> you just want to be seen, motherfucker. Like, stop it. <laughs> so, where where does that you guys think that sort of this desire of people to just have this notoriety, this clout? Why is such people care about that so much? They, they so, think that's what it being famous. That's a new fame now. They do anything for clout. 
No, I so think chasing. they it's think the they see fame equaling easy money. Mm-hmm. Like if I get this a certain amount of following, I get this a certain amount of likes. I'm a, I'm gonna generate this. I should be in generating this uh, certain type of income. Mm. You look at Black China and see that's the wrong route. <laughs> Black China a lot, over a there lot arguing, of trying to get more, um, trying to get more child support, and then niggas like, we got the kid all the time. Why would we pay child support? You a deadbeat mom. Yeah. She just out here trying to get a buck. A lot of them. And are. she's trying to do that off her fame. She tried to take the Kim Kardashian route, and, it, and that shit didn't work. Kim Kardashian glorified the shit. And now everybody's mm. falling in line, trying to chase the clout chasing. Of like, <laughs> she started the 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 whole lane of being highly like <laughs> untalented and making a <laughs> gang of money off of posing, not, laying not, on your back. Yeah, laying on your back. Now, mm. now that we know that her and her mom orchestrated this, according to Richard, uh, yeah. So, like, I always felt like she was there holding the camera. Personally, like, because mm. it just, it's just, it always, for anything, and when you're putting out any project, you're going to have to have a lawyer involved. And at the time, I don't see Kim Kardashian being that part. Yes, her family was of, like, I know her dad was a lawyer, so mm-hmm. a lawyer. somebody had to act, act and be like, hmm, how could I capitalize off of this? And I was like... This was a well-produced sex tape because I know no no, I mean no confession. I'm the confessions, but I just know when you make amateur stuff at the crib, it just it just don't come out like that. Like unless I mean I'm just saying. Okay, speaking not in them days. Not exactly. Not in them days. It was no selfie sticks. camera. Exactly. It was hella grainy. Like you might have to shake the mood a laptop around or something, but it's like. No, <laughs> this was this was, was a, like, a real cannon. Somebody made an interesting right, point. It was a real camera in the room. They uh, they point out that she did run in circles with like a Paris Hilton, who you know kind of went the reality sex tape route herself. So they're almost like she kind of saw like a blueprint, or they saw a blueprint that could possibly work for her as well. Which is, but yeah, you know, let's not forget Paris Hilton is also <laughs> comes from a family of money, so she's just true. doing this for fun. So you can, so it's <laughs> <That's true. laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hell of a blueprint to follow. Like, yeah. why not? I Man, it works so many times, uh, but you know, I don't yeah. think it's worked out for it's, like black chicks though. No, no, because what's old girl from Love and Hip Hop? That shit was trash. I mean, let's talk about the tape. The tape was trash. Like the girl from Love and Hip Hop, girl from the. Um, I don't know the one that was married to Stevie J. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, that was um, uh, Mimi. Yeah, yeah, it was oh, bad. That was trash. Know, and then our girl just got like trash. blasted in the face. The other girl from Love and Hip Hop. Well, <laughs> 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 it's just a description. Blasted in the face. Uh, what's the shorty who owed fifty cent money? Uh, Which one? No, she was on Love and Hip Hop right. too. That was she had a little sex tape. Was she that was, the singer? Yeah, she just got blasted in the face. That was it. It was like, but the tape, the tape was terrible. So, so is it? It doesn't work for. You got to make a good tape. In another word, that's what's going. <laughs> it's quality. It's all yeah. about the production, ladies. Yeah. Your production ain't up to par. You should just sit the I mean, fuck she, down and she, try to get a real she job. She did set the standard on that. <laughs> you need some. You need a good camera editing. At least, at least somebody holding the camera. or Something. <laughs> But it didn't work for uh, Angles. Lois Fishburne's daughter. Granted, it was more of a she went like straight. I think adult, she, she went porn. Yeah, yeah, she went straight porn, and she had the spotty booty. She went straight porn. Oof, that was <laughs> if that was not a fuck you damn move. I don't know what was. Yeah, damn, damn, Larry. 
<laughs> what? You, I mean, what, what can he do? He tried to do what he could. What can he do? You can't what stop can he him. Do? Just no. cry. I cry every night and drink a lot of whiskey. No, I just move out the country. Start doing movies overseas. No, he just keep making money. He still be yeah. showing his face. I be, I be, man, you brave, bro. Well, no, you I would never do. come back. I mean, you ain't seen her though. Well, once you go that route, either you either you turn into Pinky or you gonna fade off. Yeah, like you got you got to outwork Pinky. Think about that. Well, Pinky's transitioning to now like being behind the camera more. She been behind the camera. I I I I am a proud Pinky advocate. (laughs) Pinky is a a good entrepreneur example for people who want to be in that type of industry. Agree. She will outwork a lot of people, regardless of the Mm -hmm. weight gain. And all that type of stuff, you know. She making she, her bread. I got, still she watch a whole bubble. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> blew her. Wow. <laughs> I mean, she aged. We, think about it. We've been watching Pinky since what? Almost high school. Shit, I aged. I got big. Shit, I'm exactly. Just saying, I'm just saying, she aged. Just, yeah, man. It's just funny the way you look at it. Like she did just blow up. Like she just got plumper. I would go. Is still, I'm just... not gonna lie. At least you, you know what you're gonna get. You're not like this is. But proof. do you? That might be like a. That might be. It's work. proven. And personal life might be very different. Proven. Nah. I'm going. Nah. It's like I'm going it's like on the bike. You know I'm going on that ride. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going. I'm taking that she, boy around the block. She is. Uh, she is. She is LeBron James in the sack. Imagine that. But what if? But what if? Because the work is so demanding. She what like, work is so demanding? Nah, that's all she know. That's all exactly. she know. <laughs> that's all she know. <laughs> wow. wow. I can see if she do what? gang bangs on like, like on the weekly. do Kevin Samuels. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying, that's her profession. Exactly. What you want to do, slack it? <laughs> but that's not, she's not, she's not at work in a personal life. That's I, her personal life. I highly doubt that she's going to go a little less. That's she her might, man, she might be like, listen, bro, we're going to do missionary. No, and I get you she, might not have porn star sex all the time, but I'm still getting to I don't need porn star okay, sex all the time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Who needs that? Like, let's let's do regular stuff. That's, that's a lot of work for me, too. <laughs> exactly. nah, I don't want to do that. This is... I just want you to knock it out the park. Like, I'll take, I'll take those L's. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> I was like, oh, you won that round. Okay. Right. Oh, man. Okay. So, um, I guess, um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about the Dave Spell thing. What else you got, Tristan? Uh, that, that shit been run down. Kendrick Lamar, baby. What's up? How y'all feeling the album? It's it's an adult album. I, I really like it. I really like yep. it. I want people to cool off with the with the instant classic talk. I think, get let it breathe. Get let it sit with it. Right. Really digest. Right. But... So far, what I heard, I like it. I think the instant classic talk always get put. I mean, Kendrick and instant classic talk always comes up because of what we hear today. Mm. Like, think about the last five, well, the last couple of Fridays and the albums that's dropped. Other than Pusha T, what what lyrical have you got? Like that really was like. Mm. I mean, people listen to music now to have fun. Yeah, people don't listen to music to get lyrics from it. And but I will say this about the album. This is not a fun album. No. It can mm. be. A couple of songs on them are box and it can be fun. But this is a, a a retrospective joint. You know what I'm saying? This is something for, like you said, the grown folks to think about. Was it worth the wait? Yeah. Ain't nothing, ain't I'd rather, I'd rather wait. wait for Get something. Your ass 
that's completed in the well studio and do some work. But, mm, well, I guess my question to that, Tristan, would be: Is that one of the issues that the art form suffers from? That it's almost just like disposable music because you're constantly trying to make stuff that you don't have a chance to really get creative. I will say yes. Did Jay Z ever make you wait? Yes. yes. You no, already know he was only no, on. He in his heyday, it was every summer. That's why he had, when he stopped, when he get first retired, quote-unquote retired, it was their summer because he knew every summer he was knocking it out the park. Mm. That was kind of his mantra. But he would come with like I'm a single, the and then by the time we went to school, he would come out like an album with like that. that it, was a, it, was a, it was a project. It was a single every summer, and then like you said, towards the end of the year, it was always a project because Def Jam always dropped their projects in the winter any, anyway. Right. DMX, Jay-Z, and all that shit. But yeah, like you said, like he'll drop a project every year, and you heard from him again. Lil Wayne, another rapper who we thought was a goat for a long time, has a lot of throwaway music. You over the head. Has a kept lot of throwaway music. And kept hitting you over the head. So he and he ran like a decade of music. That was also but a weak ass decade. I appreciate. Though, to be fair. I appreciate Kendrick and the wait. I appreciate it, but that was a long ass wait. That was a long ass wait. And, and you, I think the pandemic definitely played into a lot of that shit. But that long wait. You could argue, depending on the person's age range, has washed away everything that's come before it, because that's the people are focusing yeah. on that now. So I'd prefer that's a reflection of the game. That's the game's fault. It's not the, that's what I'm talking about. Like this whole the game notion, is real trash. to constantly push, push, push out some content when it may not be your best work is, I think, ultimately hurting the game. Ultimately, but there's there's no competition. Like if, no you, if you want hip-hop to be a competitive thing, let's just say for the scale of hip-hop, not just the scale for music in general, because that's a different thing. But, you know, hip-hop is competitive. And for the last couple of years, it's all, it's been low attention span shit. Shit just fades away very quickly. No, I, hasn't I been feel anything. like it's turned into like the NBA. That that competition is it's gone. Like everybody didn't clicked up and... <laughs> trying to form super teams right now. And by doing these little uh, this, small group projects... I actually think the super team in the NBA is dead, but that's another topic. It's it's very uh, spread around in the league right now. That's why Milwaukee only got one superstar and they finna win another championship. We'll see about that, but I'm not going against them. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but for the Kendrick album, I just feel like I, I appreciate the wait. <laughs> it's just a long ass wait to listen to a lot of bullshit. I had to listen to a lot of bullshit to get here. And you I actually felt to. like I felt ref- Baby Keem because of the way I kind of latched on to Baby Keem a little bit because it was like this is like Kendrick Light. This is like Kendrick Part Two. This is like Kendrick Junior. I'll take this. Mm. I mean, yeah, but you got like your Freddie Gibbs. You got like a lot uh, of newer cats. You don't like Freddie Gibbs? That's not that I don't like Freddie Gibbs. It's just he's from Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, dude, okay. okay. He, right. Freddie he Gibbs. can spit. There's nothing wrong with Freddie Gibbs. He can Freddy spit Gibbs. his ass off. He can spit his ass off. I'm just joking. Yeah, I feel you. He almost got album of the year that one year. Almost. That was a good album. Um, yeah. So then I guess my question, I, I, let, I probably let, should let off with this. Do you guys think you'll see more established artists take a similar path where it's like, you know what? I'm going to let it cook. I'm going to let it marinate. I'm not no. going to rush. Just push stuff out. No. No. Only only him, it's my, it's J. Cole. There's only a few artists that can do that mm. because of how they... But yeah. the, he's also got a... Set, They've also got us set up where we're anticipating their albums. Like, mm, that's they, true. They don't rush their releases for nobody. So unlike somebody like Baby Keem, who might have to come out with another CD this year just to keep our interest, 
Like it's enough to keep you full for another year. So why don't we respect he's, the artistry? Why don't we respect that? Sorry, go ahead. I'll let you start before we go. My old man ran. Oh, I was gonna say he's an OG. That's all. And the OGs, you kind of get that respect. Why don't we as fans respect the artistry of the music? By that I mean, I know we've talked about this fortress to an extent, where it seems like somebody could put out a fire single, fire EP, and we care for like five minutes as fans. Then we go, all right, what's next? Like, we don't seem to like really like appreciate the artwork anymore, or the artistry. Because there's very um. few artists. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Everything is kitsch. Uh, like, it's the same thing all over again. So mm. it's like... I wouldn't say that. I would say that it's because of the fans. The fans drive... The masses drive where the, where, where the spirit goes. And right now, you kind of preaching to the choir with me and Drake because we come from, all come from the same era where we give appreciation to artistry. These kids, they want something to make them feel good. And if it don't make them feel good in 15, but 20, 30 seconds, they're moving on to the next thing. That's also not true because, like, I mean, I just got a kid that's that same age and they talk about the same thing. It's like, I think we had the same conversations about not having that. They don't have that balance. They only, they're only getting fed 15 seconds of a song and then mm. that, that song becomes viral and then now we all like that song. Mm. Now, now, how opposed to how, how we used to get music, so it's like the things have changed, but they're still hungry and looking for that type of artistry. It's it's just very few because if I make a song, they feed, if I make a song that's two system. minutes long that captures you, I got you. If that's if that's mm. the case, then why feed into the system? Everyone's feeding into the system of fifteen seconds or less. It's not something the companies are doing because they just decided <clears throat> to do it. They're doing it because of the response that they get. The youth is it's always the money around music. So if that's my if that's my biggest consumer and I know that I can go get mommy and daddy's Google pay, I'm a I can go get mommy and daddy's Google pay, like mm. that's that's who I'm a, that's who I'm gonna market to. Hmm. All right. Interesting. All right. Okay. So then one last question about the the Kendrick project. So I was kind of seeing some early backlash. Um, people. For the Kodak Black feature, and for those who don't know, Kodak Black, uh, it's a bit of hot water because he did have like a I like Kodak, an sexual assault charge that he pled it to a lesser charge of like like assault and battery for something that went down like a 2017 or 2016. Also had an issue that went down with like him assaulting a woman like at a strip club. So people were saying, why is Kendrick Lamar giving such a problematic artists like a redemption because you're connected with Kendrick who has all this respect he garners from his fans and the industry and the people are going to play oh man Kodak Black actually he's pretty good yeah yeah so they kind of you're like almost like giving him washing away like his issues I don't think it's uh, washing away the issues or more respecting his talent like, mm. or showing that he can at least hang with Kendrick or somebody to that effect, because I wouldn't have not before they came out. I wouldn't have put him in that like, oh dang, he can really spit, spit yeah. like like. Uh, I, give me, I was surprised. I was like, oh, okay. I know Super Gremlin like was pretty popular, but I didn't really get into it like that. But you know, yeah, it's just not, it's not my age range. But I, I listen to it when I'm working out. Like, but I was like, okay, he might can come with something different. Mm. So it was a nice. It was Kodak, huh? I fuck with Kodak. Yeah. Like, all the way through, yeah. Like, uh, not all the way through. He got, he got a lot of bops I like. Um, he makes good music. And regardless of what you think of him as a person, 
you gotta stop doing that. You're an you're an adult. Like you understand that somebody can be good at something and and be an artist and do things that you disagree with. Um, I just I feel like you want everyone to have the same type of again feeling you have when you hear somebody did something, but that's not that's not how we do things. Mm. That's not everybody's gonna be as effective because Kodak Black did whatever he did. Um, people are gonna listen to the album and be like, "Hey, you know, he, he can he can hang with Kendrick a little bit." I'm like, I like the way Kendrick used him on his album. Can somebody say that without us saying, "Oh, we agree with him, Kodak Black as a person"? Nobody's saying we agree with him as a human being. We just like the music. So, could someone, if I'm playing the activist fan role, can one make the same argument about an R. Kelly? Well, you guys, why? Why should I stop listening to his music? Okay, he did some really bad I, stuff, but yeah, I want to play. I haven't stopped either. Oh. I haven't stopped listening to R. Kelly's music. Cancel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I'm not comfortable listening to it. It's because it's like you know yeah. I'm not comfortable listening to Luther Vandross sometimes. But what Luther do? I mean, what Luther do besides? I, we're, come not, on, Drake, Drake. we're not gonna say this oh, on this, oh, oh, <laughs> come on, on this platform, but really, I just Wait, feel like. A lot of his songs was for the fellas. I'm just saying. But it was but, fire. Yeah, I exactly. I replaced it with just my wife. I'm not I, like, oh, I'm thinking about Timmy. Like, no, I'm thinking about my lady. I, I hear you. <laughs> I just know what he was implying. So it's <laughs> the same category for you and like eating uh, things that eject in your mouth. No, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm being I'm being silly, but I, I think you're serious. Say. Like, no. turn that off. No, no I, R. Kelly, I can't. Collecting- R. Kelly, I definitely I can't. Listen to it. It's like, are people gonna stop collecting money because it's got slave masses on it? Mm, that's a bit extreme because it's still worth a lot. R. Kelly ain't worth two cents. His music is. It's worth, it's worth a lot. Definitely with your memories and, and where you place the music. Like I said before, when artists give you music, they gave it to you. It's mm. no longer theirs to appreciate no, themselves. I, I get that's what you're saying. That's the point saying. of releasing something. It do take me like back to certain time periods when I hear the songs, but it, unfortunately, it's like now, now that I know what them songs is about, I feel like, ugh. And that's that's a good question, like a uh, good point Drake brings up. I guess Tristan, like I don't know who your favorite artist is, but let's say like, whoever your favorite artist is, like whatever one of your favorite songs is, you found out that it had like a really bad backstory to what inspired it. Would that sour it for you? Mm. You'd be like, ah. It would, I, I'd, I'd be like, I don't appreciate what that person did, but that shit is still a banger to me. <laughs> well, you piece of shit, but it slaps. I mean, step in the that lane of love. Slapping. Like you can still play that, yeah. but I'm. Um, it's still not all that shit. The, not all of it. Like the 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 deep R. Kelly, I can't do. It's like stepping the name of love is like light. Like you can you could dance to your My grandma. My mind is that. telling me no. Yeah, yeah I no. still listen to that shit. <laughs> no, I listen to bro. all no, of it. That's, that's a no. With the new information, ain't nothing but a number. It's a definitely no. Because, a no. Yeah. Mm. Well, that was a little. That one's hard. That one's hard because that's like you you listen to those lyrics. It's like Jesus. Yeah. I mean, the other one, mind telling me no. I'm like that. That's pretty damning. Yeah, I can't do it. Because uh, we were at Craft uh, and Cocktails for anniversary last night. It's a nice little black on spot in uh, Wabash. And everybody's bumping R. Kelly. I'm just looking around like, oh, okay, well, we're doing this. Okay. Here, I mean, you know, you, you're, it's a bop. You, you definitely gonna, <laughs> you gonna like, go back to that place like when he first released it. Like, okay, this shit was a jam. It's not to, to me, it don't hit me in, like until I'm in a car. Like, oh, this mm. is... R. Kelly, like we let's let's. But I let's, think as a young man, with AJ ain't nothing but a number. If you dating, you know what I'm saying, you and your teenager, you dating an older girl or whatever, you want to let her know that AJ ain't nothing but a number type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's talk- understandable when you have a young girl 
singing the same thing to an older man, it now looks weird and it looks odd. So wait, statutory rape but, is okay if the young person is a guy and not a woman? It's I'm not, not saying, no, no, no. You, I said two teenagers, but she may be older than you. No, oh, not, 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 okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> what did you say, brother? I know there's double you've standard. Been a you've been a 13 or 14-year-old dating a, a 17, 18. Oh, no, I had no game sure. back in the day, so I did not. No. I get what oh, you're saying. Well, yeah. I mean, Sorry. Yeah. So you so you want to let her know the age ain't nothing but a number type deal. But when you well, did you grow 14? up and you things through a prism of... Wait, huh? hold on. You were 14 pulling 17-year-olds? Respect. Yeah, why not? We all was in the same school. Why not? We was all in the same school. Why not? <laughs> all right, now, let's not pretend like freshmen knocking down like juniors was just like a regular thing. You, you, you like school, the feather in the cap. Let's be gotta, honest. When you got a click, it, it, high school is all about clicks. When you got a click, yeah. Okay. All right. I guess I was just in the wrong crew. All right. He wasn't. He was a football player. He was around us. Apparently not. I missed all the fun. <laughs> anyway. It was there. Huh? You had your fair share. I've seen you out there. Oh, Don't be laughing. No, at I, didn't find, I didn't find my uh, lane to college. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Stop. It works now. This is this is cap. I'm people. not putting cap. I had Z. I, I I fumbled so many opportunities back in the day. It's laughable. I got the Eric Foreman reference. I'm like, oh yeah, I get it now. Okay. We all did. We yeah, I'm about to say We fumbled a I, lot. I've seen you in action though. Hey man, not anymore. It's a long time ago. <laughs> But anyway, well, uh, okay. So since we're on the content, okay. go for it. Sorry, yeah, brother. Speaking of, speaking of new rappers, how do you feel about Young Thug, Al? I want you to give me your opinion Honestly, of Young Thug as an artist. I did not like him for the first like three or four years he was out. Um, I forget the name of the project he released a few years ago. Like When I listened to that, I was like, oh, shit, this is really good. I actually get it now. Because before, I didn't like anything he did. I forget the name of the project. So you didn't, you didn't get onto Young Thug until So Much Fun? Yeah, like it was a few years for actually was like I like his music before I just couldn't connect with it. But I don't know what it was like if he found like he got more mature as an artist or he just the content was just made, made a different way. I was like, oh, he's pretty good. I like him. Okay, I didn't like. I mean, uh, like at first, I didn't like the like when he was doing like the the Lil Wayne like mm. mimicking, and I I didn't get it. I just felt I was like, this is weird. But uh, I. I there was certain songs that I did like that I know like he okay thug gonna be that dude one day, but um, yeah he, he, he had to evolve he had to grow on me yeah same. I think he definitely got sons out here with Lil Baby and Gunna those are like mm. young thugs yeah um, but Thugger has definitely got a whole lane of his own to me in my opinion he's one of my top favorite artists to listen to today top five um, wow. Because when you get something from, from him, you're usually going to get a good six to eight bops on his album. And that's a pretty good turnout these days for a rapper. I'll put him up there with him, Lil Uzi. Like they go, when they drop something, it's going to be six to eight songs that you're going to have fun to. At least going to be some fun. I don't, we making faces, Al. What, what's those faces for? I don't, get the, I don't get Uzi. I don't get it. I've tried. Oh, okay. I just don't get it. I like some of Uzi music if I don't have to see him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that little cute shit be the, killing me. I'd be like, well, dude. The visual for all these rappers kills it for me. Like Young Thug too. It's like a little weird for me, but the music itself is decent. Okay. To the point where I can bop to it definitely. Oh, he did a song. Well, it looks where... like anyway. Go for it. He hadn't made enough of an imprint in the rap game because he felt like he needed to be out here doing thug shit. 
He felt like he needed to be Tony Montana. He felt like he needed to be the mafia. So they had slapped him with some Rico charges. And I know, uh, I just don't understand. I feel like you're stupid. I just feel like you're hustling backwards when you don't hustle to get out. You're hustling to get in. I always thought, when you look at all the gangster, first of all, every gangster tale you've ever heard, they all end out bad. That's one thing that kept me off the streets. Like, all these tales I hear, these never turn out well. Y'all don't have happily ever afters. It's always sad at the end. Somebody's dead or strung out. I don't want to be like that. So I just never understand the, I got the money now, I got the fame, and you don't see that as a way out. You see that as a way in instead. Yeah, I don't understand that. It's like, you work so hard to, you know what I mean? Like, getting man, getting a label deal is just like getting drafted. It's like, it's mm-hmm. not all, and everybody's going to do it, but only a select few people are really going to get that check from a label, like, or get get an actual whole deal from a label. You Here he, you made it several times over, and you still going back and forth on shit on the streets? That, that just don't make sense to me. Could it be uh, that the demand, the artists, that, fans and other artists demand of authenticity is the problem. Meaning you were in the streets before, maybe you know, and you've now made a successful legitimate route, but you feel this pressure to keep keep it real. To keep keep yourself in that space because you need to be true to like what you say in your music. Yeah. I feel like it's fucked up because the fan is telling you, I want to I want you to keep it so real that the artist is actually boxed in to keep it to keep it Almost too mm. real, cause you're trying to keep your fan base up, yeah. and it's like, if I don't keep it real, I'm considered a sucker. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go viral. I remember when Jeezy released like that? I forget the album it was, but it was like it was, it was less street stuff and more like, all right, guys, like street. The time is over. You need to move on, do something better of your life. And fans are like, what the fuck is this? I don't want this positive shit, Jeezy. Get back to the drug talk. I feel like it's an annoying thing to have that gangster shit be a slap to black culture as though it's synonymous. Like mm. that's who. That's who we have to be if we're gonna be famous. Like if we're not some 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 resemblance to that, then we're less than as black people. Like we're not as black if we don't do some of the things that you see that are stereotypical of black people, sag your pants. Do or, you think or, do you think it's black people or a black male? There's a certain a- aesthetic to the black female as well. It's the it's the it's the it's the popping your, your neck and all that. Like when it's imitated, you know where they got it from. And mm. it's kind of like if you don't do all that then yeah, she's not I, a sister I, I like would the rest say, of y'all I would say like, like the most the mimic thing about black men and black women that that I've seen lately is either the twerking, black the black neck and how we and how we are dialect and black men and how mm-hmm. like swagger. Like I think that the gangster thing gets rolled into us and how we talk to each other, mm-hmm. swagger, how we carry ourselves and all that type of stuff. So I don't, I I see that being played out more. Mm. Like, when you can really have all the swag you want and be real regular. You exactly. You ain't gotta be that. <laughs> you could be. You have all the swag and be a, the biggest nerd in the world. But you can. It's <laughs> like your life on the car, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's pretty sad um, that we even. And you know what? We don't even demand authenticity. Mm. Look at Drake. Look at Drake. Is he not being authentic to himself? He's swagger yeah. jocking, bro. Mm. He swagger jocks. Every every culture, he he, swag, he jocks it. Grew up with I, a feel white like, I feel like I feel like he's your black father 
as a as a as a black card. You weren't you didn't really fuck with your father like that. You just started fucking with. And we kind of saw it in social media and it didn't look good. Now but that, you been, now you been that acting, I don't you been, I don't know, so I'm gonna comment. Not comment, because it kind of looked you can see it one way and then see it how dad might want to come back around after not being around, after son starts making money. Yeah. And son taking advantage of dad coming back around for a for said black card. Mm. But um so that's why I don't want to comment on that relationship. But he also uses daddy not around for his black card too. It's yeah. like whatever that's he that can emo to thing, see though. Him. Like that's the if you want to get somebody emo, I mean emo in their emotions, like hey, let's get, let's talk about dad not being there. <laughs> like that's a lot of people can relate to that. I feel like they can. I feel like he always swag. Not to say swagger jacks, but he jumps whatever the hottest thing is right now. He's gonna to try to jump, either try to jump on it or try to get have, his, have some sprinkling on it to keep his name relevant. Mm-hmm. If you like, if you keep to keep the ball rolling for Drake, I, what I've personally noticed that he'll it, he'll just hop on some something that we might not know about or something that the young, young younger generation might know about just to keep himself relevant. He'll put himself on it just just to keep the ball rolling. He's a pop artist. Yeah, that's a pop artist too. Usually though, right? Yeah. Whether you're a Beyonce, but sometimes he just he he just swag the whole. He just yeah. jacked the whole swag. Well, so like boy, I love McConaughey. Yeah, he take yeah. his whole. Yeah, he yeah, took his whole whole thing. We never heard of that guy. And I, I, I like I like this little project. He has a little fifteen minutes, man. You know, it is what it is. Party you know. next door. What is he called? He's, he said the music industry was hard for him because he was gay. I huh. think that's what he said. Uh-huh. He came out and was like. That's right, he did. Well, he's just, I don't know, where, when are we going to get that openly gay male rapper? There's some lane there. I think they are out. I think we got them. And we got I mean, Lil Nas X? Oh, yeah, my bad, you're right. Yeah, but I don't know. He's he's, he's mainstream. I, it, this is my. Isn't Tyler creator? Nah, he's just nah. this weirdo. He's um, just weird. So, I mean, that's why I don't get A lot of people be playing with that. Like, why, why? Nah, he didn't. He didn't do that, man. It was Jaden Smith. Don't put that on him. It's just uh, he said that nigga came out and said uh, Tyler Creator is my boyfriend. Tyler Creator basically something I would have cleared up real quick. But I guess you <laughs> touched on something interesting. Like I guess with the Drake conversation you're having, then this are is that one of the issues? Is that as a black artist, how you come out, whether whether it be you know whatever persona you put out, whatever field you're in, you're there in that box, and Drake and other newer artists are now being allowed to sort of explore. Because maybe to your point, maybe a young thug, maybe if he was allowed to sort of explore outside of that box he came into, he maybe mm. would have found a way to pull he away. Is. Hey, have I'm you seen say he did. I mean, have you seen Young Thug? I mean, his you, last CD, on, his man. last CD, he definitely went out the box. Okay, all right. He, now, Jeff, Jeffrey, his actually his best work, he's on the cover in a dress. He's been outside the box. But I mean, he started that dress shit. I don't, I don't know what that's about, but I mean, I don't either. But he's, he kind of started. Yeah. It. Yeah. So I mean, he's been outside the box. He, 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 he chose to do that, and I think he chose to do that because he's conditioned to think that way. Mm-hmm. Which is sad that a lot of our people are conditioned to think street all the time, and in every situation, it's street this, street that. Mm. I can't eat a hot dog because it looks I like I'm sucking a dick. <laughs> Drake, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Get that out of my I, face. But it's, 
but it's just like it's just it is a bit. You will of not a, catch me catch eating a glizzy in public. That comes. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? Hey, you can't get much better than a hot dog with onions and tomatoes on it. Man. That's good Chicago hot dog. At the and crib. we come from a place where they got the best hot dogs, glizzy. So I, I don't even. <laughs> I can't. I can't front on that shit. But anyway, um. I just feel like uh, with black people, we got this toxic masculinity issue. It's a problem. Oh, here we go. And I was I was actually listening to this conversation between uh, Giovanni. Uh, she was a female Black Panther and um, James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. And they were good talk. They were kind of yeah. reenacting that conversation between a man and a woman, a black man and a woman. And he's like, "You well, she she was like, you don't give me enough. You'll go to your job and give the white man a smile. And give them the performance. But then you come home and I catch hell. I catch all of what you really think and how you really feel. I catch the real you. I want the performance too. So then James Baldwin hit her back with, well, what you want is impossible. If I go to work and I grin in front of the white man's face all day, when I come home, something's got to give. And she was like, no. No, I demand more of you. I demand you to be a man. I demand... you." you she was like, when it comes to black men, there's always provisions. We see provisions. We give you a little bit of us and a little bit of that. No, I demand for you to be, your, she said, you're intelligent. You're sensitive enough to think outside of the system to create a new system for yourself and your family and not just cater to the one that you deal with every day. And I feel like that was deep. I think that that's a good conversation between a man and a woman in a way that you, you can see both sides. You can see how she asked for a lot from the, from the man, but she does so because she believes it in a way she believes in nobody else. Yeah. I think that that's deep. I, I saw that clip like a couple years ago, and I think, I mean, to be honest, it really, I don't know, it changed my thinking of what, I know how we always grow up and we think about what what men are and what mm. men should be, and our dads try to teach us what men should be, and I, what I've, after watching, I think, watching that clip, I always thought like, we always get this picture, just like we got, like we talk about artists, we get in a box. Mm. It's like she opened my mind up to thinking outside of that box. And being that I've been through so much that we do, we are, we are, we all have superhuman powers. We all have superhuman abilities. And that, that kinetic energy between black man and black woman, if it's right, it can you can feed off of it and you can generate you can that same act that she's asking for i had to learn after after some trials and tribulations like if i can do this shit at my job i can go home and do the same shit like mm. but i have to i, I also, you also have to have that the right energy being fed to you at home true yeah. you see what it's got to be that that message got to be given to you correctly the way she gave it cuz it was like it don't have to be talking. the way she gave it you're not I, yelling at me yeah. no i'm just saying we clear communication cuz yeah. it could be some toxic shit when you're just yelling at somebody you angry at somebody that's not how you deliver a message cuz mm. now i'm defensive you make a make a black man defensive the conversation is over so it's better to give that conversation out of it love. It shouldn't be, though. That, be a clear, I mean, I mean uh, let's just be real. That's just I'm how just, people are. There's a certain way you need to communicate. Yeah, I'm about to say a certain way you communicate. I, if I, I feel like if we're yelling, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to yeah, put it. Right, shut it down. Let's pause. Nobody's listening to each other. You're going to say something wild. You're not going to regret it later. So let's just cool off. That's the biggest thing. But like, it's, it's a, that's a learned skill, though. That's true. 
It's not because it's not your first reaction. It's something that comes with like, it's like a reaction <laughs> to you being hurt by something yeah. somebody said or being irritated or scared or whatever it is. And anger is and for the black men. You gotta understand, like with the toxic masculinity, when we're being attacked on that level, I know for me for a fact. I don't know about y'all, but I get anxiety. My heart races because when someone's being uh, combative with me, it's always protection. Mm. It's always defensive. It's always who the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Who right. the fuck do the... So it's like, it's like a, and I have to kind of like almost like breathe and sit the fuck down and kind of just be like, okay, yeah, she's yelling at you, but she's yelling at you for a reason and just live here out. If there is no reason, then raise hell. But if there's a reason for why she's yelling at you, if you, if you could pick up on the slightest one inside of all that emotional shit, because you know when women try to talking to you, it's a lot of emotions just flying at you and you're like, okay, so what's the real issue? What's the real problem? So you got to listen real hard. And once you catch it, you got to understand and realize and be a man enough to be like, okay, maybe I was wrong or maybe I didn't see that the way you saw it. And now I need to see it that way. But it's it's just accountability on both parts. It's communication. It's all that. Yeah. I just be like, where is this issue coming from? Is this coming from something that you saw on TV or one of your friends is going through? Did you dream man, this out? Man. Like, what, what? Like, where is this coming? Because <laughs> I've I've had like, hold on, what is what is this? Where is this coming from? You know what? Amen. You know what's the worst? The hypothetical question. The hypothetical question. You get that shit out of here. It's it's an argument starter because it's not fucking real. Like this shit is not happening. This is not that's gonna why, happen. That's why I stay people, away from this shit. I'll be like, look at hey. If this ain't if this ain't happening in reality and we not no no sense to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, because I, like you said, it is a setup and that shit that shit stay in the back of the ain't like they got brains like elephants, so it's like they not gonna forget it. Nothing. <laughs> so you might as well just keep your silence. Don't ask questions if you don't want a possible answer you wouldn't like. That's exactly. what I'd say. Um I yeah, I think communication, I guess going back to what you guys are saying. Uh, is important for both parties. Uh, I think oftentimes black men are only taught to express themselves in very limited ways. And oftentimes that one of those defaults is anger or uh, avoidance or um, um, the shutting down. And that you know, ultimately is not going to work long term. Men don't think they're emotional, but those things are all an emotional reaction. But also, so no, men don't think they're emotional and being okay with their emotions is... That's two mm, things, yeah. and kind of uh, run away from them. Yeah, and but also, like I was telling, I was having this conversation earlier this week. The the it's like you have to find that person that you also do ultimately trust to give your emotions to because they get weaponized. Just like I was about to say, your your emotions become weaponized to certain people. Sometimes your yeah. lover. If you if you yeah. express your your true emotions, I don't and you'd be like, I thought I'm I'm supposed to express myself to you, but being vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. and be vulnerable to but hey, you come with the nuclear bombs, which are my, my emotions. Oh, I know how to get you, mother. Oh, <laughs> oh well you said this, you bitch I'm like, oh, oh. Okay. all right. That's yeah. why there's gotta be a zero tolerance rule on on, on emotional abuse. I the agree. moment you get yeah. it from the, the opposite person, I don't I can't fuck with you anymore. People are fragile. You weaponize shit and you hit me with it. It ain't about being fragile. I have to be fragile with somebody. Everybody's I got to fragile. Tough with so many people throughout the day. I got to. I mean, dream. So that one thing that always bothers me. I know we're getting close to time. Is when like the like the the trope you've seen like sort of perpetuated in at least the last I'd say the 2010s at least, where like men are fragile 
and she was an insult to say that men, you know, just don't really have their egos are fragile. They can't handle things. They're big babies. And I feel like when you say that, you're kind of incentivizing men to con- retreat back into that shell of that very limited box historically what a man can Because ex- I'm supposed to be fragile with you. And that's, that's, with you, I'm yeah. supposed to be vulnerable. And if you expose that and you dig into me and you just point and mock the fact that I'm being that way, mm. but you always, but it, black women have so many issues with black men, but you, you treat them, you hold them to a different standard than you hold yourself. Yeah, well, I think, woman I the way that you treat I think we both got issues on, on both parties. I agree. But I don't, I think, how do we, how do we address those issues is more the, where we, we need to move. Get therapy. Because we've all, we've all thrown out, okay, this is a problem, this is a problem, mm-hmm. this is a problem, this is a problem. But we very rarely sit down like, hey, how do we create a solution right. other than involving another party or involving somebody of the same sex? Like, it's either it's it's no, so it's so easy to move on nowadays. How do we find a solution? When do we put the pause? Is it worth finding a solution? Because I mean, if you really if you really want to lose some weight and you really want to work out and you have no idea to do how to do so, you will get a trainer. There's there's no not getting the third party. You got to go get a professional to help you iron that shit out and kind of sort these things out in an organized way. Who's taught to th- sort these things out in a in an organized way? Like you need to talk out. Like, a lot of black people need therapy because a lot of black people come from a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. Now, I was talking about this. And very rarely, not very rarely, I know a lot of therapists are supposed to be non-partial. Mm. But just because that, that, they get that MD don't mean they can't throw they they, they weight around and, and, and make it more strategic. Or well, not strategic, but... Uh, add a stamp of approval, my bad. Add a stamp of approval on whatever they might feel. Because, hey, like, they might feel it one way, the th- and then they get that backing from the therapist, that, that, and they also feel the same way. So it's like, I got this medically approved now. Yeah, the therapy is only as good as the, do- the doctor and the people's willingness to, uh, to, to participate. Uh, unfortunately, if the doctor's shitty... You're going to have shitty therapists. Definitely different therapists, yeah. Like, yeah. You definitely should not be beholden to a therapist that's not helping you. Exactly. Exactly. So. I would recommend a black therapist to understand the black dynamic of trying to iron out these black issues. But I think my therapist I mean, is Asian. White man is, if a white man can do it too, then God bless him. But yeah, I feel like it might be Asian. easier for one of us to be able to get that job done if you really need that type of help. Yeah, just get help. I, try to, I try to mix them up. Just so I can get a different perspective. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, cause yeah, the, you know, the white perspective is useful. I feel like we've been Sometimes. fed the white perspective all our lives. All yeah. our lives, we've been fed the white perspective. So it's not like too much of it is foreign. You might be the white guarded. perspective is mainstream. You might be guarded. Huh? You may not feel comfortable as a black person, like being so vulnerable with a white therapist. Some people might say, but that's maybe though you feel uncomfortable talking to someone who's black. I don't know. I got a problem, bro. I'm gonna tell you. I don't care what. You <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so let me get therapy. Uh, try not to bring baggage from the past to the new person. Um, communicate. Get off social media, please. Don't bring the world into your problems. Those are usually all good steps to try to have a healthy relationship. And be honest with yourself. That's, that's be honest. First. Be honest with yourself and communicate. You know. Again, now we already said that. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, okay, so we are now getting down to the 11th hour. Any closing thoughts on uh, you guys want to share? 
about. Well, for me, I, I, I piggyback off of what we were talking about before. I know we talked about a black woman a lot throughout this. And I just want to say I love black women. Um, they are the most fierce and the most beautiful. Oh, and they you are the most compassionate and the most loving people. Ladies, off And offers. I have a fascination for black women. I do. I have a very hardcore fascination for black women. That is. My mother's a black woman and my wife-to-be is a black woman. So you can see I've always loved the black women. Man, that wants some top tier. Respect to Mother <laughs> Robinson. That one's some top tier fuckboy lines right there. I love the black woman. Y'all fierce. <laughs> Ladies, any man who's talking like that when you first beat him, run. He full of shit. Because <laughs> he about to be the shittiest cat you done ran into in a while. Well, or maybe he really loves black women. <laughs> well, you got those Grand Rising Queen type dudes. Oh, God. Like, yeah, this that's is the worst. weird. Uh, 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 Grand Rising Queen. Uh, Run, lady. I mean, I hear that shit. You should, yeah, when yeah, you, you see yeah, that shit. Yeah, you should know that shit's bullshit. But you have to announce you love black women to love black women? That's a weird notion. Hey, I love black women. Okay. Mm, no, you, no, you we, don't. I think, I think we do. I think I think for black women, yes. Because I think a black women um, catch it hard a lot. Like when I see on social media, it's real bad. It's real bad. Women already catch it. But like, it's, I like, also feel like you got to be in action, too. And, yeah, I'm more of an action-oriented yeah. person. Like words are hollow. Like I yeah, gotta, I gotta, very true. Very I gotta true. see your love. Based on, you, you can, you can talk all that shit and be behind the scenes smacking women. But I, from what I see on social media, which women I, get it which hard. Which I see a lot. Something. That's what that's what makes me more of you. Like, I got to see it in action because, I mean, it might not even be so much of smacking. It, it could be emotional. Shit. Just be like, yeah, mostly abusive. Yeah. Just, you know, just essentially just being a jerk. But yeah, but you and know because, what? And because black women are tough, they kind of take that and feel like it's they, they should be used to it. But no, nobody should be emotionally abusive to anybody. Once you start to get a whiff of that shit, you should go to the other the opposite direction. And that's man or woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sir, uh, Fat Clouds. Well, I gotta say shout out to Fabian, shout out to Dion, shout out to my pops, shout out <laughs> everybody. I might not be on here. Usually, I'd be busy on Saturdays, so this is crazy that I actually had a free weekend <laughs> off. So, and just wait, can't wait to come back. Oh yeah, man. Um, get you back soon. Boy. Yeah, man. I like the dynamic. Uh, I was gonna say. In the words of Nip- Nipsey Hussle, there's no point in playing defense, nigga. If what you go for what you want, where that is in life, um, you know, focus on doing well for yourself, focus on your happiness, whatever that means to you, and keep pushing. And on that note, that's a wrap. Smoke some weed. Another episode of the pod. Oh. Smoke some weed. Smoke some weed. That's the thing. Blunt right now. <laughs> uh, like, share, subscribe. Uh, more videos are coming. It's Saturday. Roll up with some wax. Like you keeping me from my blood, Al and Drake. Well, I'm out of here. Okay, <laughs> excuse, excuse me. Out of here. All right. <laughs> Bye.